My name is Rabbi Elchanan Elgrod. Welcome to the WISH program, the weekly inspiration for spiritual happiness program. This is program number one, and I'm really excited and thrilled to be here with you. Thank you for joining us for this program. We're now standing at the eve of the Jewish New Year. We all want to have a wonderful and happy, healthy New Year. And the question is, how do we do it? There's so many researchers and so many articles and papers that tell us, do this, do that, you'll have a better life, a happier year. And the question is, what is really going to help us to have a much happier and healthier year? Well, one of the best universities in the world, Harvard University from America, as you all know, it's also called the Ivy League. Harvard University did a very extensive research on what are the key factors that can give us a much happier and healthier life. What they did is, they inspected several lengthy researches and studies that were done over the years on a group of over 800 people, concluded and deducted from them the points that will make us live a happier and healthier life. And they came out with some interesting parameters. And today, in the WISH program, we're going to speak about those parameters, which are, by the way, six different parameters, diff six key factors that will help us have a happier and healthier life. And we will also show how these things are ingrained into the Jewish religion, into the Torah outlook. Number one, the first parameter, the first factor is something that we all know, it's not something new, avoid consuming alcohol or smoking. We all know the researchers, we all know that smoking is bad for us, it kills the lungs, it kills the, it kills the mouth, it kills the breath, it also hurts our mental functions. We all know that overconsumption of alcohol can cause people addiction, mental problems, physical problems, problems with their liver, with their other organs. We don't need to hear all these researchers. But, interestingly, the Harvard research showed people who smoke, people who consume a lot of alcohol, do not live a happier life. On the contrary, their lives are more depressed, more upset, more difficult. The Torah outlook is exactly the same. Our Torah sages say, you are not allowed to smoke. It is completely prohibited. More so, not only are you not allowed to smoke, you're not allowed to go sit next to people that are smoking. We have to take care of our bodies because our bodies are vessels to do what we're supposed to do and that is be God-fearing people. The minute you ruin the vessel, your abilities to do that are damaged. So you're not allowed to smoke. It's dangerous for you. You're not allowed even to sit next to smokers. It's considered to be the same thing as consuming drugs. Interestingly, Rabbi Nachman of Breslev, in his book Chayei Moharan, in the letters 200 
473 and 472 says exactly the same thing. You're not allowed to smoke too much. But he gives another reason, which is a very interesting reason. When you get addicted to something, it consumes your mind. You're constantly thinking, where am I going to get that other cigarette from? Can I smoke? You're not busy. You're not focused on doing what you're supposed to do. You don't have the peace of mind. Doing something that kills your peace of mind is prohibited according to the Torah. You are supposed to be focused. You're supposed to be accurate with what you're doing. So key factor, number one, number one parameter, avoid smoking, avoid overconsumption of alcohol. Parameter number two. Interestingly, Harvard University found out that education is a key factor in having a happy and healthier life. People that are more educated, people that study, people that learn, that read, that write, have a much happier life. First of all, researchers show that one of the best things to avoid mental illnesses is to train your mind, learn, study, do things. The mind is like a muscle, just like you're supposed to work out to keep your body in tune, you're supposed to work out to keep your mind in tune. And you do that by studying. The more you study, the more you're aware of different researchers, of things that are good for you and that are bad for you. And the Harvard research found that, that even if you take two people in the same city, with the same level of living, one is more educated and one is less, the one who has better education is going to have a better life. He feels happier. He feels healthier. It's, he has more reasons to wake up in the morning. The Torah, the Torah relates to these things in exactly the same way. We have a commandment to study and learn every day. It says at the beginning of the book of Yoshua, You need to study the Torah day and night. There's no such thing as not learning. In the Shulchan Oruch, which the translation is the laid table. It's like a table that's already been laid for us to come and just sit down and eat. In the Shulchan Aruch, which is the Jewish codex for Jewish law, it says there, in the part called Yoredea, in the 246th chapter, that you are obligated to learn every single day, day and night, whenever you can. And even a person who's old and weak and tired has to learn. There's no such thing as not learning according to the Torah outlook. And we all know that over the history, people who were Torah observing Jews were always considered to be more educated. They knew how to read, how to write. They had a lot of general knowledge. People used to come to them, villagers used to come to them for them to read their letters, write them letters to other people. So the key factor number two is education. Study, study the Torah read books, go, if you find it difficult, go register and enlist into an academic class. Learn something. Education makes you happier and healthier. Parameter number three. In order to have a happy and healthy life, you need to have a good childhood. Now, we're coming here to a bit of a problematic parameter because you can't control whether you had a good childhood or not. But what you can do is, you can control what kind of a childhood are you going to give to your children. Now, having a good childhood doesn't mean that you've got to be rich. Doesn't mean that you have the ability to give them an abundance of things, give them whatever they want. Having a good childhood means that your children feel happy. They feel safe. 
they feel that you love them. That's a good childhood. That's something that even if we did not get, we are still able to give it to our children. Respect them. Listen to them. Spend time with them. Love them. Believe in them. Appreciate them. Treat them as equal human beings. And that way, you'll be giving your children a much happier childhood and you'll make them happier and healthier not only mentally and emotionally, but also physically healthier individuals. The Torah says the same thing. In the book of Psalms, Tehillim, in the 110th chapter, on the verse, Lecha Talia the Jew of your childhood, one of the interpreters says, what does that mean? The happier and healthier childhood that you have, the more successful you'll be when you grow up. Parameter number four we spoke about so far. Having, avoiding smoking and alcohol, education and a good childhood. Parameter number four is having a good spousal relationship. We all know this, that when you have a happy marriage, a happy relationship, you feel happier, you feel healthier, you have a better reason to wake up every single day. Your life is much more of a pleasure than when you have a toxic relationship. This is something that we should all aspire to and work on it. You have to work on your relationship. You have to enhance it. You have to invest in the relationship. Because when you have a better spousal relationship, you have a better life. You have a healthier life. You have a longer life. This is the same thing. The Torah says exactly the same thing. In the Tractate of Sota, on the 17th page, the Gemara there says that when a man and woman merit, the holy divine spiritual powers reside within them. These powers are called Shechina. Now what does it mean merit? The commentators say merit means when they have a good relationship, when they're friends, when they like spending time with each other, when they understand each other. And when they have such a relationship, the Shekhinah dwells within them. And do you know what that means, the Shekhinah dwells within them? That means that they have all the blessings. They have a happier, healthier, longer life. And it's much better for them to wake up every single morning smiling at the person sleeping next to you. That is what's called Sholem Bais. Having peace and tranquility in your home. Key factor. And parameter number five. Number five, says the Harvard research, is the ability to cope with complex situations. We all have in our lives complex situations. Things that make us angry. Things that make us nervous. Things that scare us. Things that we don't know how to cope with. Pressure. We live in a very pressurized world. Many people don't know how to cope. They get angry. They get frustrated. They blame other people. They start shouting and yelling and screaming. The research shows that people that do not know how to cope with complex situations, people that get angry and frustrated, their lives are much worse. Not only emotionally, not only mentally, but also physically. They're more prone to getting heart attacks, strokes, high blood pressure, other illnesses and related diseases. When you're able to look at life with a smile, coping with the hardships that come, knowing that this is part of life, 
seeing it with a bit of humor, not taking it so much to heart, you have a happier and healthier life. Now, interestingly, according to the Jewish religion, according to the halachic outlook, this is not just a recommendation, it is an obligation. The Gemara in Tractate Brachas on the 54th page says that we have different blessings for good things and for bad things, yet you're supposed to make the blessing in exactly the same way. The Gemara says there, seven pages afterwards, on page 60, how are you supposed to do that? How can I make the same blessing on something happy that happened to me? For example, I bought a new house. And in exactly the same way that something negative and bad happened to me, for example, a relationship, a relation of mine passed away. How can I make the blessings in exactly the same way? Says the Gemara, the key factor is accepting it with happiness. Knowing that everything that happens to us, everything that Hashem does to us, everything is only for the better. And the Gemara there tells a story. One of the big sages who lived 2,000 years ago, his name was Rabbi Akiva. And one day Rabbi Akiva was traveling on the road. He had with him a rooster, a donkey, and a candle. The rooster, well that's an alarm clock. It was to wake him up every single morning. The donkey to ride on, and the candle to light during night so that he could learn the Holy Torah. He came to the city, and he wanted to sleep there during the night. And they said to him, sorry sir, no way. We do not accept guests here. Go away, find yourself somewhere else to sleep. So what did Rabbi Akiva do? He went into the field. He tied his rooster. And he tied his donkey to a tree or to a stone. Lit the candle and started learning. Suddenly, a gust of wind came and blew out the candle. Rabbi Akiva could have suddenly gotten upset and disappointed, saying, Oh, I can't learn. I have no light. Oh, this is so frustrating. He didn't say that. Do you know what he said? He said, everything that Hashem does is for the best. A few minutes later, a cat came and ate his rooster. Again, Rabbi Akiva could have gotten frustrated and said, Enough! What are you doing to me? Give me a break! You took my candle, you now took my rooster? Again, Rabbi Akiva said, Hashem, I know that everything you do is only for the best. A few minutes later, a lion came and it devoured his donkey. So now Rabbi Akiva has no candle, no rooster, no donkey. How would we react? The typical person would react by going, Oh, enough! Oh, I can't cope with this! I just lost everything! I'm not going to be able to ride or learn or wake up! Again, Rabbi Akiva said, Everything is for the better good. During that night, says the Gemara, a horde of robbers came and broke into the city where Rabbi Akiva wanted to sleep, captured everyone in the city, and took them off into captivity to sell them as slaves. Said Rabbi Akiva, thank you Hashem. If I would have slept in the city, I would have also been taken captive. If I would have slept in the field and the candle would have been lit, they would have noticed me and they would have come to capture me. Thank you for saving me. If the rooster was alive, he might call out loudly and they might hear me and come to get me. And if the donkey was alive, he also might call out loudly, they would have caught me. Thank you, Hashem, for not allowing me to sleep in the city, for blowing out my candle, 
for killing my rooster and for killing my donkey. Thank you. I'm a free man. Everything is for the better good. And all these things are halachic obligations. We are obligated to accept things happily. As we said in the Codex of Jewish Law, the Shulchan Aruch, on the first part, called Orachayim, the one that conducts us how to live our daily lives, in chapters 222 and 230, these things are brought as laws that we are obligated to fulfill. You have to accept things happening, knowing that everything that is done is for the best. And you have to always say, everything that Hashem does with me is only for the better good. So that's the, the fifth key factor. Knowing how to deal and handle com complex situations. And last factor. Factor number six. Giving back to society. The Harvard research found out that those who give to others, who teach, who tutor, who do good to other people, who volunteer in different organizations, have a happier and healthier life. When you give, you get back. This is the same outlook the Torah has. One of the biggest Torah scholars in our generation, his name is Rabbi Yitzchak Zilberstein. And in his book called Chashukei Chemed, on the tractate of Rosh Hashanah on the 18th page, he was asked a question. A person who was very anxious and scared about what the future has in for him. Is he going to live? Is he going to become ill? Is he going to die at a young age? And he didn't know how to cope with his anxieties and his fears. And he turned to Rabbi Zilberstein and he asked him, please Rabbi, help me. Give me some advice. How can I stop being afraid? How can I know that I'm going to have a happy and, happy and healthier life? And do you know what Rabbi Zilberstein said to him? He said to him, the key factor is do good to other people. Give. Don't just take. Give to others. When Hashem created man, he wrote in the book of Genesis, Lotov Adam Levado. It's not good for man to be on his own. The best way, says Rabbi Zilberstein, to be happier is when you give to others, you feel happy. And when you feel happy, your anxieties disappear. You have a happy and healthier life. He tells a story how one of the great sages of older times, when people used to come to him and ask him, can you please pray for someone who's sick? Do you know what his first question was? Tell me, does that person have a certain public position? Is he a person that does good for other people? Because if he does, it's much, much easier to pray for him and daven for him. So we can also see here from the Torah outlook, the more you give to others, the better life you have. You feel happier, you feel healthier, anxieties disappear. So let's sum up the six key factors of having a happy and healthier life. Number one, avoid alcohol. Too much consumption of alcohol kills you. It's the same thing with smoking. These things don't make you happier. Number two, education. Learn. Expand your knowledge. Number three, a good childhood. Even if you didn't have a good childhood, you can give it to your kids. Number four, a good relationship. Invest in your relationship. Don't take it for granted. Invest. A better relationship means a better life for yourself. Number five, learn how to cope with complex situations. Put a smile on your face. Be happier. Learn to take it with a bit of humor, knowing that everything from above is only for the best. 
it's only for the better good. And number six, give to other people. Help them whenever you can. These six factors will give you a happier, healthier, and more inspired life. Something that we all want for the new year. Thank you very much for being with me here on the WISH program, the weekly inspiration for spiritual happiness program. I hope I inspired you and gave you some key inspiring factors for the coming week. If you have any questions, anything you'd wish for us to speak about, anything you'd like to ask, please write to us on our mail, thewishprogram at gmail.com. And the WISH team will write everything down, read it, and we will try to help you as soon as possible. Thank you very much. And until next time, may all your good wishes come true. Amen.